Thank you for listening to the Gateway to the Rockies podcast from Visit Aurora from the rafters of the Stanley Marketplace. This is the show dedicated to telling the stories of Aurora, Colorado. Hi there. My name is Dave. I'm the senior marketing manager for Visit Aurora. In 2013, Vanessa Guzman and her husband, Leo, turned their love of entertaining and cooking for family into a full-fledged business. Today's Chef in a Box has two locations in Aurora and a mobile catering business as well. Vanessa, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm always fascinated by family businesses. It's the ultimate American dream. Um, But before we get to that point, what was life like growing up for you? I know you're from Hermosilla, Sonora, Mexico. Yeah, so I honestly didn't live there, unfortunately, but my family's from there. um, And you pronounced it very well, Hermosilla, Sonora, Mexico. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I actually grew up in Tucson, Tucson, Arizona. I was a wildcat baby growing up (laughs) in the U of A. What was that like? What was uh, was Um, your childhood like? A lot of the food, like for example, our tacos that we do, we use the Sonoran um, tortillas. And so it's a little bit different from the street tacos that normally everybody knows, which is like the corn tortillas. These are like very thin, buttery Mm -hmm. tortillas. Um, Food was always definitely a big, you know, part of growing up. Um, And especially when I got married, it was part of my husband too. So when family would come over, it was, let's go to their house and they're cooking for us. So it was kind of a natural convergence into the food truck business. So uh, how did you and your husband, Leo, first meet? Oh, that's a funny story. Um, (laughs) (laughs) His sister was my best friend growing up. Nice. Yeah. So I actually knew his mom and his grandma and all his tias and everybody before I became the wife. So it was but did you know him? Awesome. Um, he lived in Denver. Okay. So he lived in Denver. Um, so I didn't meet him until I was like in high school. Is the sister the one who hooked it up? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and so. you had a passion for food and, and yeah. did he have a background in food as well? Yep, exactly. Yeah. And what exactly. was that background? What, what, was he a um, chef? So or? He's always been like the designated chef of the family. Like okay. everybody knows Leo makes the best steaks. He makes the best chicken, etc. You know, so that's kind of how we progress there. So is it a dynamic where he's like the chef and you have the business acumen? Or no, do, you, actually, do you have your own? It's a funny story because when we first got married, I didn't even know how to cook. I loved food, but yeah. I didn't even know how to cook. Um, and so we've kind of worked together and he showed me a lot. He and his mom, he and his mom taught me a lot. Um, and then over the years, I've kind of grown, um, you know, a love for it. And I've progressed forward. And so now, not to toot my own horn, but I think I'm a better cook than he is. <laughs> I, that was my next question. Who's the better chef in the family? I think it's me now. Oh, and he's not here to defend himself. It's okay. So, I think he would agree. So let's go back to 2013. Where did the idea for your business come from? Um. Okay. So funny story, you know, all those hot dog stands outside of Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Um, so he became really good friends with um, the owner of the one that was at the Home Depot on Tower and I-70 in Aurora. Yeah. Um, And we decided, he went on vacation and we covered him for a couple weeks fell in love with the business and so we decided to buy him out and and he was he's an electrician by trade so he went and started his own electrical company so we decided to buy him out so almost immediately upon taking over his business um, we completely changed the menu so he had mostly just hot dogs right which we do we we still have the hot dogs and brats and everything but we added in the Mexican food um, you know so we can because we're Mexican American so right. I wanted to have a Mexican um, you know food tasting but also the American side of it so we 
do both. I've always joked that, you know, the hot dogs at the home improvement stores are the best <laughs> and you're strategically located now at a couple of Lowe's stores. Yeah. Um, what is the benefit to setting up shop in, in a location like that? Yeah. So like one of the biggest benefits that we have is that people know that we're there seven days a week, 10 to five. Um, so I don't know about you, but I used to be the kind of person that I'd be like, I'm craving this now. And I'm the kind of person that would drive you know, far to go, but having us be so local, it's just so much easier. And um, actually we used to be at the one next to the airport. That was the last Home Depot. So we yeah. specialized in elk and buffalo brats. We'd get a lot of tourists who would stop and pick up elk and buffalo on their way out to DIA. Specifically yes. for that. Yep, wow. Yep. So they'd find us online and, you know, because where else can you get elk and buffalo, you right. know? So, and it's quick, ready to go in, you know, five minutes or so, you know, without having to go to some of the, you know, brick and mortar, which I love anyway, but right. then you have to sit down. It's a whole thing. You but know? you also have that captive audience. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I'm doing a home improvement project, right. that's, it's a minimum of two to three trips. <laughs> like it's never just one trip. And, yeah. you know, you don't necessarily want to stop at a restaurant but exactly you guys offer a restaurant quality product exactly which we'll get to in just a second um i want to get back to your marriage though <laughs> uh, which you know has its own challenges but what's that <laughs> dynamic like owning a business with your significant other you know what it's honestly the best and the worst yeah <laughs> um one of the best things about leo is that he he comes from a construction background so he actually built all our food trailers from mm. the ground up okay like literally axel made the um you know the framing and uh, from the ground up, you know. Right. So um, it's been amazing that he does that part for me. Anything goes wrong because um, it's very expensive. I was on What's for Lunch the other day and Larry asked, he said, you know, hey, do you are you a mechanic? I was like, no, but my husband is, you know. Yeah. I mean, not a mechanic per se, but he can handle all that kind of stuff. This is a part of the food truck business that nobody talks about, which is like when something breaks, you have to fix it or you're out of business. Right. There's, there's no such thing as not showing up the next day right mm -hmm. um so i'm very blessed that leo has that you know skill set there um and then i handle all of like this stuff the marketing the right. media <laughs> that kind of stuff but um you know staffing um you know and I'm, I'm definitely a more vocal presence as well it's become a standard question but it was a universal experience for us all how, how did you manage the last couple of years and, and yeah. what lessons have you and your staff taken uh hopefully post pandemic right so we used to be at five different home depots mm -hmm. Um, they decided to shut everybody down due to the pandemic, which right. we understood and we, we posted on our social media. Um, and then they decided that they never want food vendors ever again. Really? Yes. So then we said, okay, we got to pivot. And so we signed a contract with Lowe's. And so we moved from Home Depot to Lowe's for that reason. So, uh, you know, one of the main reasons why I wanted to come on here too was to let people know because I've had people come and say, hey, weren't you at, you know, X, Y, and Z? Right. And yes, we were, and we've had to pivot. And so now we've moved over to, uh, to Lowe's, which we're very happy with. So Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get bogged down in that discussion necessarily, sure. but it seems odd that they wouldn't want that presence because it's such a convenience for their customers right. and they don't have to do anything really but provide the space. You right. handle, I imagine, all the permits and all yes. the food licensing. licensing. And, and we paid rent too. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's probably a whole nother discussion. Yeah. But it was a corporate, I was told it was a corporate um, mandate, you know, exactly. Yeah. And it was having to do with, you know, needing more merchandise space. Okay. Fine. That was the briefing okay. I, I received. Uh, you mentioned Leo built all your trucks, your husband yeah. um, from the ground up. Um, what what went into that? Was it all trial and error? Did he just know how to build it? And and do you build He's, it 
specifically yes. as a mobile kitchen, knowing yes. what how he needs it orientated and exactly. all that stuff. Exactly. So there's a lot of collaboration there. Actually, my son, our son, um, he helps a lot too. He's he's mm -hmm. 19. He runs my Havana location, but okay. um, he helps a lot too. So it was a lot of okay. When we do the burrito, have you ever seen the movie with um, the McDonald's movie where they're yeah. on the tennis court? Mm -hmm. We did the same thing. Okay. So we did the same thing. We mapped it out and we said, okay. So when somebody orders a burrito, what's the most efficient way? We got to have the steak ready um but we it's a very fine line because everything is cooked to order so right. we have some stuff ready but not fully ready so we gotta have the steak ready but then we put it on the flat top and then put the rest of the ingredients warm up the tortilla how what's the most efficient way and so that's how we did it was we mapped it out um to see how everything would go and then leo just basically finagled and he knows all the the technical stuff of like okay this is a big thing that food truck owners don't know is there's weights that so you have to have your weight on a certain part of the trailer so he knew okay our refrigerator our prep cooler weighs this much mm -hmm. our blah 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 weighs this much this is how much uh power is coming out of our uh grill how much you know electricity we're using in this warmer so he was able to do all that technical stuff for me so that i could say okay i need the warmer on the left side not the right side can we make this work so not only do you need like the acumen of a chef but you almost have to have an engineering degree exactly. to really do it the most efficiently <laughs> and then you're also you know navigating electrical systems yeah. and plumbing systems and all that yeah. did your trucks evolve as like through trial and error yes. through learning like from the first yes. truck to the next to the third and your ultimately your trailer yeah so the very first one we called chef in a box because it's a tiny little trailer we mm -hmm. still have it that's the one we use for catering okay um and that one we've completely gutted since um but when we started it was very much okay the grill was on this side and the hood was on this side but then the flat top was way over here so we we definitely it took us a couple you know rounds of summers of busyness to think okay this is how we're going to set it up i mean you could even start a consultancy firm if you wanted to <laughs> for other people who want to set up food trucks because you really have that 360 yeah. degree experience yeah from you know from beginning with an idea to full implementation. I do a lot of um, networking online on, on yeah. Facebook. I'm a part of a lot of Facebook groups. Um, and so I, I don't necessarily offer consulting services, but I do give <laughs> a lot of advice. Oh, that's nice. So like one of the things I I recently actually took over, my cousin owns a food truck in, um, in Phoenix. And so she told me she started this Revy kiosk. And I was like, okay, well, let's look into this. And I started it and I love it. So it's basically a key, it's an iPad kiosk. Okay. And people will come up, they'll place their orders there. So the order goes straight to the kitchen and it bogs down my line a little bit less of having us run to the front, take the cash and then go back, wash our hands, put our gloves on. It's a whole process. So right. this way we stay in the back of the kitchen and the orders just keep coming through. Um, another idea that Leo had too is everything is self-service in the front. So if people get a chip and drink, combo they can just grab their own chips and drinks and so it just makes everything a little bit more efficient and i share that in my facebook groups as well that's really uh, generous of you because that's a competitive <laughs> advantage that you're kind of giving away that's free game as they right. say um your burgers and dogs are great and those are staples but um there's so much more to your menu your your yeah. menu is very diverse can you talk a little bit about where that diversity comes from i mean you've mentioned your roots but yeah. there also seems to be a true love for food right exactly um so everything we have is 
is locally produced. Um, all the brats and all of that comes from a local producer here. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is Charcut Nouveau. They do our elk and buffalo brats. And then the other one is Old Timer. They do like our honey bourbon and our beer brats and all of those. Um, I really like partnering up with local businesses because I'm all about supporting local. Um, but also because you get a little bit better quality, I think. Mm. Um, you get a little bit better quality. They're small batches. So they're specific. It almost feels like they're specifically made just for us, even though right. I know they have other customers, but it feels that way, <laughs> you know? Um, and the, the as I mentioned before, being Mexican-American, I wanted to have some of my Mexican food in here. So the tacos, the tortas, the burritos, we brought those in. In the winter, we do elote. We add a little bit more, um, you know, that kind of stuff as well. Um, this is a silly question. There's no such thing as silly questions. Oh, this one might. <laughs> What's the difference between a torta and like a traditional sandwich or a hamburger? Yeah. So the torta is made on a bolillo bun. Okay. Which is, um, it's almost like a semi-sweet okay. bun. Um, and so we cut them in half, toast both sides. And then the torta has um, avocado, lettuce, tomato on one side, and then mayo on the bottom. And then we put the meat on there with our roasted homemade um I hate saying homemade because it sounds like I'm making it at my house and I'm not. Right. Trailer made, food truck made. <laughs> Restaurant <laughs> um, made. Yeah, roasted jalapeno salsa on top with the meat and grilled onions. And so, um, whereas our burgers are made like on a sesame seed bun, which it's got a little bit different flavor. I would say that the bolillo is a little bit fluffier than uh, than a burger bun. I just learned something today. That's yeah. a beautiful thing. <laughs> um, I'm glad you mentioned how you locally source specifically a lot of your proteins. What was that like during the pandemic? I imagine it was nice to support one another as local businesses, small businesses, Um, but also you probably, uh, you know, gave yourself an advantage over those who rely on these mass kind of bland distributors. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, We worked with them and they've been amazing. Um, We also get like, for example, our steak and our al pastor comes from a local carniceria. So we worked with them to, you know, just unfortunately during the pandemic, the the issue we had was we went from, you know, these full size, huge orders, you know, twice a week to like once every couple of weeks. Because what we did to survive during the pandemic was we couldn't immediately open at Lowe's and Home Depot had to shut down. So what we did was we did a lot of um, HOA events. We did a lot of mobile stuff. Um, And so I wasn't doing the volume that we were doing Mm pre-2020. And so I was very lucky because... Um, even though they're local distributors, you know, they, they do have minimums. They're a business too, right, right? absolutely. So I was very lucky that as we reopened and as we started that they didn't say, hey, you're not hitting your minimums. You know, you, you've got to close, you know, go up higher or something. I was very lucky that they worked with us in that aspect. Very thankful that you brought some bratwurst yeah. and I actually already shared some with my team. Oh, good. They went and hid and they're eating it <laughs> as we speak. Um, along with your classic dogs, you offer Polish sausages, the super popular honey bourbon dog. You have hot links, you have beer brats, you have elk and buffalo sausages. Um, I imagine that's when they're available. Right. You and Leo took a classic food truck experience, but really added a gourmet element. You've, mm-hmm. you've leveled up, it seems. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's one thing about Leo, and you asked me what's the best and worst thing about being married is he's super picky. Yeah. He is super picky. If it doesn't look good and it doesn't taste good, he will not eat it. Mm-hmm. And so he's very picky, but it's turned out to be a good thing because 
um, you know, in the beginning, we tried a couple different brands. And so we settled on Charcot Nouveau and Old Timers because of their quality, because of Leo's pickiness. And so one of the ways that we add to that is um, all the extra condiments that we have. So mm. it's not just onions and relish. We, I brought you some with grilled onion, yeah. um, but we have like grilled onion and sauerkraut and we have about 30 different mustards. So we have a huge- <laughs> I'm sorry, huge, I didn't yeah. know there was that many different mustards. Yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> We've got like dill mustard, garlic mustard, horseradish mustard, okay. spicy brown mustard. There's all kinds of mustard. So um, we have all those different things, which I think really add. And it's funny because with the new Revy kiosk, it's really cool because people can cu customize them. So they'll make combinations that I've never even thought of. Mm. Um, just today I sold chili cheese fries with bacon and grilled onion on top. Okay. I was like, boom, that sounds delicious. But right. it's not on the menu because we kind of want to sell everything a la carte and right. then people add to it what they want or not. There's people who come and they just want the meat in the bun. They just mm -hmm. want it, you know, just want to taste the, the meat, which is perfectly fine as well. I'm going to get a little controversial here. Is sure. it is it ever appropriate for a person over the age of eight to put ketchup on a dog? I think so. <laughs> Okay, good. Okay. Me too. So let me tell you why. Okay, so there's a couple different kinds of hot dogs that I do it on. Um, I will put it on the hot link. I don't know why, just that tomato flavor on the hot link just gives it a little bit extra oomph. But I also do grilled onions, so there's that adult element. Okay, you made me feel a little better about because okay. I have the palate of a seven-year-old myself. Um, you mentioned the uh, the events and catering trailer. Yeah. Uh, talk about the type of events you do and, and how is the menu different? Okay, so um, we will have like a um, avocado gouda burger. Um, you know, I have a little bit more specialty items, but I do get rid of some of the Mexican items only because in the effort of time. Okay. It takes longer to make the burritos and all of that. So um, when I'm serving two, three hundred people, it's just it, it, it's just a, I mean, I know it's possible, but it's just a little bit much for that catering specific catering trailer. Um, I've done other events where we do have everything ready to go ahead of time. So like if they specifically ask, can you bring just tacos? We can. Um, but for the most part, we do the brats and the burgers. Um, the most recent big one that I had was the Foxfield 4th of July party. And oh, so that okay. was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and that was another one that was, but it was 4th of July. So everybody just wanted brats and burgers. So that was perfect. Um, and then after that, I'm, I'm a contender. I haven't finalized it yet, but I'm going to be, it looks like we're going to be in the Oktoberfest, the Denver Oktoberfest. Oh, wonderful. Next month. So I'm super excited about that one. Okay. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll check out your social media to yeah. see uh, if you get that. Well, when you do get that, yeah. let's manifest that. Let's <laughs> yes, put that on the universe a little bit. Yes. Um, one thing that, that strikes me about um, your, your business is that it's not just a hot dog cart outside of a home improvement store. You have right. a, you have a passionate following. Yes. I mean, you have glowing reviews on social media. <laughs> Thank you. People go out of their way to visit you at your various locations. That validation has got to feel good. It does. It does. I actually, um, one of the biggest things that we center on, and, and it is a family run business, like my husband and I do it, but my son runs one of them. My sister helps us out. My mother-in-law has worked with us as well. Wow. So it's, it's very much a family run business. Um, but 
even those that aren't blood family have become family. So like, for example, one of my longest um, staff members, Jessica, I've known her since her babies were like two years old, you know, and now they're in high school. So um, they've kind of become family. And so I really carry that not just with my staff, but into my customers. And so a lot of my customers that knew us from where we used to be and now are, are at Lowe's, um, a lot of them feel like they've been part of our growing and, and are happy to come back. That's really special. You know, it it's it really you, is. you you started with with a dream, with a goal, and it's grown probably to even more than than you even imagine. And it's onward and upward from here, I imagine, right. too. Exactly. Well, God willing, <laughs> we shall see. Um, personal question. And I know it's like choosing your favorite child, but what's your favorite thing on the menu? What's your go to? OK, so right now I no, not right now. Literally always. My favorite <laughs> has always been um, the buffalo brat. Because it's one of those things that, like, where else can you get a buffalo broth? Right. You know what I mean? And then it's got jalapenos and cheese, like, cooked in the sausage. So it's got that mm. really good flavor. I brought you one. Oh, Hopefully yeah. that's not the one you gave away. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. If not, I have um, some talking to do. <laughs> yeah. And so I really like that because it's just one of those things, like, where else can you get that? I because I now know how to cook. I really have a hard time with going to restaurants too because I'm like, I don't want to order something I know I can make at home. Right, So probably better. Exactly, so this <laughs> is, I like going to places where I'm like, I, you know, I would have a harder time making this at home and so that's what I try to focus on too. Well, I mean, it's obvious that you and, and your husband, Leo, put so much care and quality and creativity you. into your menu. <laughs> you, you guys have really created something special and Aurora should be proud of it. Thank you. Thank you. We're happy to be, uh, you know, part of the community and um, Aurora's, Aurora's awesome. I mean, but we all know that already. <laughs> well, since we're visiting Aurora, tell us why you love Aurora so much, Vanessa. Sell, sell the destination for us. So one of the main reasons I love Aurora <laughs> is um, the diversity. There's literally everything from, um, you know, Cuban food to Ethiopian food to Mexican. To, I mean, there's literally a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. And so and that's just important, you know, because the more diverse any place is, the more your mind expands. So it's, it's better. We have more than 250 international eateries, a lot of them along on Havana Street. Wow. And that's what really separates Aurora from a lot of the cities, not only um, in Colorado, but in the country is, yeah. you know, we're one of the most diverse cities when it comes to culinary experiences. Yeah. And, and you're part of that amazing tapestry. So thank you thank for that. You. Uh, visit Chef in a Box at chefintheboxcolorado.com. They're also at the Lowe's at 1701 South Havana Street yep. and at 4455 South Buckley Road. Open every single day, 10 a.m to 5 p.m. Yes, sir. Vanessa, thank you for taking the thank time today. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank you for listening to the Gateway to the Rockies podcast. Visit Aurora is the official destination marketing organization for the city of Aurora, Colorado, and acts as the primary liaison between meeting planners and hotel partners. As Aurora's convention and visitors bureau, Visit Aurora's mission is grounded in showcasing Aurora as a premier destination for meetings, business, and leisure travel. Visit Aurora represents more than 75 plus hotel properties with 13,500 plus guest rooms and more than 1 million square feet of meeting space, including Colorado's largest resort, Gaylord Rockies Resort and Convention Center. As Colorado's third largest city, Aurora is located minutes away from Denver International Airport and showcases mountain views, memorable meeting spaces, and 250 
50-plus international eateries that offer a unique experience for each and every visitor. As the gateway to the Rockies, Visit Aurora's role in the local community goes beyond marketing the city as a destination. The Visit Aurora team is here to assist you with your Colorado visit from facilitating your meeting, event, or convention to helping you discover local flavor and attractions. Go beyond the boardroom in Aurora, Colorado. For more, visit us at visitaurora.com.